going to take it. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan and I think this is like day 17, maybe for me, at the Residence Inn here in Indianapolis. And uh, the weather has turned, Bob. It's not nearly as nice as it was yesterday. It was 70 degrees. I ate outside uh, down in Broad Ripple, which I had never been to. And uh, so it it was good. It was a good day. Uh, We had an unbelievable result in the Final Four with (laughs) CLA being the underdog. And, uh, and pulling off the huge upset over Michigan. Uh, what were your thoughts on the, the, the Bruins and Mick Cronin, who I did not think was a great fit for UCLA when they hired him about a year and a half ago. But uh, I've come to uh, realize that um, fit might not be as important as we once thought. Well, he, was, he wasn't their first choice, we know. And, and uh, you know, but he was a successful coach with a certain style. And I'm, I'm highly amused, Jeff, listening to the, the pundits, the, the high-paid pundits yeah. uh, who are on the, – the thing is, oh, this isn't the normal UCLA Greyhound streamline. Wait a minute. This, this, this opened the door for one of my favorite little basketball topics of the last 15 years, which is the three UCLA teams, the plow horse teams that Ben Howland lugged into the Final Four – with next to no chance of ever winning, yeah. ever, with NBA talent, because Ben Hallen hated every second his team actually had the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no. uh, he was one of the. He was like the patron saint of the coaches who are happier when they don't have the ball than when they do. And I, I did a little research, Jeff. Go ahead. Let me throw some names at you. From those three UCLA teams of 06, 7, and 8, Maba Amute, Hollins, Farmar, Aflalo, Collison, Love, and oh yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, you know what Westbrook averaged? <laughs> Two, three, four? I don't know. It wasn't know. much. <laughs> it wasn't much. No, those uh, teams were loaded. They were loaded and they were offensively gifted, but the reason uh, why... Well, let me give you some scores. Okay. Uh, and in the 06, uh, when they got to the championship game, uh, they got there by beating LSU 59-45. to And in the championship game, were beaten by Florida 73-57. to In this 07, they were beaten in the semi 76-66, again by Florida. And then in 08, with all this firepower, which included Kevin Love, Westbrook, Collison, Nabal Mute, they they got beat 78-63 by Memphis. So this is this is UCLA basketball, folks. Well, here's the thing, Bob. Here's the thing. They actually have been scoring the ball this year. They really have. Last night was I'm only kidding. But I that I, I just wanted to take a gratuitous shot at Ben Howard. This was my opportunity. Well, they did. They fired him because ultimately they 
they won, but they didn't, uh, they didn't win titles. And the fan base was frustrated at watching a team play in the fifties and sixties. So when Mick Cronin got the job, I was actually talking to his dad the other night, Hep Cronin, who was a longtime uh, Cincinnati high school coach, um, also an, a, a major league baseball scout for the Atlanta Braves. And he said, listen, I wasn't sure that my son was going to be able to get it done there. But mm-hmm. he adapted. He adapted and he's given his players freedom and he's recruited. You know, to me, you got to have that blend, right? You got to have those guys in California that maybe some people call a little soft, but, you know, they could score the ball. He couldn't get those yeah. guys at Cincy. He, he, he got a certain type of kid and that was a fighter, a defensive-minded player. Now, the beauty of Mick Cronin is he can keep getting those guys, yeah. but he can also add to it skilled guys who can really shoot. So, I, listen, this is a team that went first four to final four for a reason. They lost their, their final four regular season games yes. of this season. Uh, they weren't great, but, but, Bob, they lost their best player, Chris Smith, Mm-hmm. or torn ACL early in the season. December 31st was his last game. And the other guy that lost that people forget about, a kid named Dacian Nix, who I saw play in AU ball, a big guard who is an elite-level passer, elite-level. He's in the NBA G League Ignite team, okay? Yeah. So they stole him from him after he had already signed at UCLA. So if you add on, those are the their two most probably talented players. If you add those two guys onto this team? No, it's hard. Then you you could be talking about a team that that wouldn't have snuck in to the NCAA tournament, but would have probably been maybe the best team in, in the Pac-12. Well, we give them credit. No, all kidding aside, of course. I wanted to I wanted to get that shot in at yeah. Ben Howard. I can never get over what he did not do with those teams. And and anyway, um, yeah, Mick Cronin. Well, we knew he was a good coach. I I, I thought he was. I, I thought his Cincinnati record was fine. Um, it, it is give them full credit. They won an overtime game. They did score 88 points in that game and, and they dominated an overtime and, and they survived the, and they got in and they won. And um, they, they got the, they got the job done. Now they're, they're here uh, uh, fulfilling one of my usual theories, which is that the final four more often than not, not always, but more often than not in the last 20, 25 years, there's an outlier. There's one. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? Who thought, boy, I finally put some money down on them in Vegas team, right? And this is it. This year it's UCLA. It just so happens they have a, a storied history and a pedigree of that, you know, from a long ago, but but no, not that long ago. If they go to three straight final fours in, in our recent lifetime, uh, they still can they still basketball. But we all agree it the basketball has lost its cachet. Uh, to a degree there and, and they need to get it in there they'd like to get it restored but I'll give them credit they're here and and um, um what's the best storyline Bob is it clearly Gonzaga and in, in its quest for perfection for me it is yeah uh, I've said this um this is this this would be the combination Jeff of not just the seven the uh uh this season 2021 this would be the combination of a 22 year run of, of, of high level play that uh, has not yet resulted in the ultimate prize. And, and for a school that, that, you know, going back 25 years, no one would have predicted. There's no, there was nothing in their resume ever historically. Uh, John Stockton's teams barely broke 500 in his, his freshman year, they were 19 and eight, and then they went 48 and 46 in his final three years. Okay. So he wasn't enough to produce anything for them uh, in that regard. I mean, Gonzaga, uh, that guy named Frank Burgess 
So about yeah. 40 years ago, good player, real nice West Coast player. I don't even know if he even had a cup of coffee in the NBA. I'd have to check it out. But, um, and, and also, by the way, for people who don't know, they once had a seven foot three Frenchman who, who had a jump shot. He, he, was, he was an early stretch five. His name was Jean-Claude Lefebvre. And, and, and he, uh, he was, this, we're talking about 1959, 60 season. So anyway, um, but they had no resume that would suggest they could become what they become. So yeah, I, and I, I respect and like, I don't know Mark Few, you know, I don't know him, but I respect oh, him from afar. I've, I've latched on to many of their teams. You know, I remember one of the, one of the great experiences, I'm not kidding, this was an experience. This guy in college was a show, Adam Morrison. I was at one of their regionals. The Adam Morrison show was was a remarkable. Amazing. Thing. Amazing. Oh God, I, I I was there on the ground floor in 2000 when they held LSU to 30 points. Oh, that was Wisconsin, excuse me. But they were in that same region. I was there with Matt Santangelo, Richie Frame. Okay, that group. You know, yep. um, I've seen them. All the players that have come through. I'd like to see them do it and get it done, and then they don't have to answer that, and, and then it's get it done. Second storyline clearly is Kelvin Sampson. This is a guy, not that he was a criminal, but he broke, you know, he, he, he got caught with his hand in a, in, in a cell phone and, and, and email cookie jar. Yep. He was, he had to have go through the show cause thing, right? For five years, right? Five years. He had to go to the NBA. Wandered around the NBA and here he is. And, and, you know, he was not a horrible guy. He did what he, 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 you know, he knew what he was doing. He got caught. And it was blatant. That, that was the thing with me with it. He, he had done the impermissible phone calls at Oklahoma, then went to Indiana and did it again. Yeah, that was back it. then. Back then, this was, you know, 14 years ago. It was a big deal. Now, everybody <laughs> looks at it. The rules have changed. Everybody's like, yeah, all right, well, now we got guys locked up for, for federal investigations. <laughs> we ran him out for illegal phone calls. Really? <laughs> and then, of course, the Baylor story is remarkable. You know, what the from the dead, literally. Oh, I, I should, I feel like, sorry, really. I apologize for even saying, using that word in context. Uh, you know, really, obviously I don't mean to, yeah. you know, so I, I, the jury would like to just, please jury disregard that. I use that phrase. From a starting position of zero, he yeah. has built a program uh, of, of na- an annual relevance. And now he's in the final four and we, we give him full credit. And, and uh, yeah, you know, and then, well, the UCLA, we already talked about that. But I think that clearly to me, Gonzaga, if they can do it, and, and you know, now now the chatter has begun, if they do it, where would they rank historically? And I'm happy to get involved in that. Uh, for the, I did a little research on the undefeated teams, by the way, uh, that historically. And um, so I think that's right. going to be good. That's good chatter. That's fair. It's fair game. You know, it's good chatter. March Madness has returned, and Paramount Plus has the games that you won't want to miss. Watch CBS Games Live on Paramount Plus, including the Final Four and National Championship game on April 5th. Paramount Plus is also the home to year-round sports, including the Masters, PGA Championship, UEFA Champions League, and the NFL, plus many more. You also get breaking news, expert picks, and highlights from all of your favorite teams with CBS Sports HQ and 24-7 Sports News Network. What I love the 
the most about Paramount Plus also, guys, is you get the throwback shows from MTV, Nickelodeon, plus their original programming. So there's plenty there on top of the sports content for you to enjoy. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash scribe and sign up now to start streaming Paramount Plus with your free trial. That's ParamountPlus.com slash scribe to stream Paramount Plus with your free trial. ParamountPlus.com slash scribe. What, what do you got? What do you, where, where do well, you I, 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 I think they're, I think people are inclined to doubt them or, or to play them down uh, because of still because they come from the West Coast Conference. Uh, number one. And number two, they're not physical. You know, they're, they're, they're finesse. I mean, this is, this is what the ultimate in modern basketball finesse. <clears throat> they're the Greyhound team. And, um, you know, really the only close physical player is, is Ayayi, you know, and that's. Timmy's pretty physical. Timmy's pretty physical. Yeah, but yeah, well, he may throw his weight around, but it, it, he can't hurt you. He's not exactly, uh, uh, you know. True. Mr. Strength and Health cover in a magazine, you know. No, 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 he's not that, but he plays he physical. Be, yeah. I, I, I really believe he's the young Pau Gasol. I think that's his skill set. And at 6'10", 6'11", whatever he is. I don't even um, know if he's that. I think he's 6'9". But he's got to stop the, the flexing. He's got to it, – it, it, it's getting annoying. It's getting – you know, it's the one little – yeah, but – I asked somebody that. Bob, I asked somebody that. It's funny because I know Timmy and I love him. Uh, but I wondered how other people would react to the flexing and the, the, the – when he does it with the, the mustache yeah. and he does yeah. all those things. You know, again, he is super – he's just kind of a goofy knucklehead type kid who's very likable once you get to know him. But I did wonder how this would play with those who don't know Drew Taylor. It's becoming an issue. It's a talking, a talking point, you know, at this point in the season. It's, it's a talking point. It's one reason, if you're looking for a reason, you know, to root against them, it's a reason. It's, it's, uh, so I wish you wouldn't do it. I don't want to give it, I don't want to give those people any fodder. You know, I, I, I think you should appreciate, you like basketball. I don't see how you can't like this team. I'm saying you have to root or appreciate them. You don't have to root for them if you want to, you know, no, 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 no. But, but you have to appreciate what you're seeing here. And, and, and it was on display uh, last night, uh, you know, and a couple of great stretches of, of play. Um, so, but I, so I, I would like to see them win. Yeah. I, I would very much like to do it. Um, I, I, you know, I think Bill, I mean, like most people, uh, we were, we're, this is we're, we're going to have delayed gratification for what, three months waiting for the Baylor Gonzaga game that never was in, in December, right? And, I hope. and I'm kind of glad they didn't play now because you know now you know now we're just going to have a blank slate if and when they meet on Monday night the fifth, then you know just vote up, let's go, let's have a fun. Yeah. We don't have to worry about what happened in December. You know? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is the matchup that everybody wanted. Uh, I had them one and two in the preseason, I, I think, again, it's interesting that, that all storylines are good. I mean, we got four good storylines to it, but, you know, to me, those, those are the best two teams and have been all year. Uh, you know, Houston's a good team. I don't know if I put them in that, those categories. I think Baylor ultimately is just as tough as Houston, um, but the difference is they can score the ball. Houston's yeah. not a great offensive team. So I think they're going to have trouble uh, with Baylor in that regard. But the storylines are, are, are amazing with this. And I think finally, you know, you, you get to the final four. Listen, just the fact that we've gotten here, Bob, and only have no. one game canceled in the tournament is pretty impressive, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're almost there. And, you know, again, we've t- you and I have talked about this. The city of Indianapolis, 
there's not a whole lot of atmosphere here because ultimately, and now you got four fan bases. I mean, look at this Gonzaga. Yeah. They travel. Okay. Baylor. They don't have a great fan base for basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, The UCLA fan base isn't what it used to be. And then Houston. So you got four teams that are west of the Mississippi. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see this, you know, obviously it's not going to be a a traditional final four anyway. Um, I don't think the atmosphere here is going to be very good going to the Final Four. It hasn't been great so far. If it's not going to be in India, it's not going to be anywhere. And we know that. Unless you're going to do it in downtown Spokane right now, you know. So, um, no, that's that's just the Back to the initial issue on where they're going to rank um, historically. um, Let me – I'll throw a couple questions out. Number one, uh, all right, do we have as many as – do we possibly have four pros on this team with Timmy Kispert, Nimhard? And Ayayi? No, I, I'd say two and a half. I'd say you're going to have two and a half. I, I don't know if Nemhart can make it. We'll see. Uh, he's an elite level passer, but uh, not a great athlete, not a great shooter. Um, you know, to me, Suggs, Suggs and Kispert are guarantees. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I'd say they're going to get three, three and a half. I, I'd go Suggs, Pretty good. Kispert, Timmy will find a way. And then maybe a Yai and Nemhart's probably more of a two-way guy. Yai kind of guy, I category. I think I talked about this that you want to bring to camp to make everybody sorry that you did. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll make you work, you know. Yeah, he will. That, that's I, everything. I said that about Mark Vital, you know, kind of thing, you know. But um, okay, um, so another question for you: What if Nemhart hadn't gotten the waiver because there was there was a it was not a guarantee he was going to be able to play for them this year, as I recall. I, I talked to his father. They didn't want him to play. They didn't even, they weren't, they weren't even going to get the, they weren't even asking for the waiver until um, basically it got cleared for everybody. So they, they were fully planning on Andrew Nemhart sitting out the season, working on his shot, waiting for Jalen Suggs to leave. And then mm-hmm. Nemhart being the guy, well, then the NCAA came in and they said, everybody gets their year back. So then they had a decision to make, and, and Claude Nemhard flew out to Spokane, met with the staff, talked to his son, and they figured, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. And they asked Jalen Suggs. Mark Few told the story the other night. Few asked Jalen Suggs and said, basically, um, "Will you know? Do you want Nemhard to play?" And uh, and, and Nemhard uh, Suggs said, "Yeah, absolutely. It's going to make us better. I, I want him to play." So that's kind of what happened there. So I did a little research on the undefeated teams uh, going back to USF and, and um, see if the, what, if anything, you can learn from it in terms of the, the talent level, et cetera. And uh, uh, interesting, the North Carolina team in 1957 uh, had three guys who did play in an NBA game. Were in a total three guys of 99 games 82 of them played by Lenny Rosenbluth, 16 played by Pete Brennan, and one played by Tommy Kearns. Wow. Wow. Who, Frank McGuire, in a little moment of, of Brooklyn mirth, sent out to jump center against Wilt Chamberlain the night of the championship game. All right. At 5'11. <laughs> Just for that. He played know. one game in the NBA. Scored two points in seven minutes and had an assist. All right. Uh, they, they weren't star-laden even in their time, you know. But, um, by the way, USF, 
people think Casey Jones wasn't on this 56 team. He was already graduated. It was Russell and a guy named Mike Farmer who had an NBA career. He's a journeyman forward. UCLA 64, Jeff. The backcourt, not bad. Walt Hazard and Gail Goodrich. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Keith Erickson. Okay. Okay. Who, by the way, and, and the center, as you probably know, was six foot five inch Fred Slaughter, who became a very famous agent. <laughs> that was the top. They, nobody was six five. That's crazy. They That's used crazy. that one, two, two, one press, you know, with Erickson on the point. Okay. And, and uh, the 67 team had a guy named Alcindor, not a bad backcourt, Lucius Allen and Mike Warren. Mike Warren was ahead of his time. You know, he never played in the NBA because he became an actor. He was Hill Street Blues, and That's among right. other things. And that didn't work out that well. I don't know what he's doing. But that way, I talked to Walton about him. I talked to people about him. He, he, he could have played easily. He was 5'11 guard, but he, he could have made it. Okay. Um, okay. Lynn Shackelford, who didn't have an NBA career, was a great college corner shooter. He would have been flourishing in the three-point shot era, you know. Uh, that's and, and Mike Lynn, who didn't do, and I, a Walt, the first Walton teams, Walton, Keith Wilkes, Henry Bibby, and and the backup center was Swen Nader, <laughs> who had a you know an NBA career of some distinction. Uh, Larry Farmer, Greg Lee, who had all those assists to Walton in '73. Uh, pretty much the same cast the next year. That's the other thing about basketball pretty much the same basic cast uh, the next year adding in dave myers is an, an interesting story you know all right now we get finally to indiana in 76 um kent benson yep quinn buckner nba scott may who, who injuries kind of cut him short tom abernethy had a career bobby wilkerson had a career uh so there's you know five five nba guys there right there and uh, so oh, that was a good team. That was a good team. It's, it's incredible, though, Bob, that you know, we're going 45 years ago, 45 yeah. years. Now, yes. a lot of people will say, well, number one, we're in the, the, the pandemic year this year, so they didn't play a full slate. Number two, they're in the WCC. How much do you think that hurts them if they end up running the table? In this in the this, in this historical discussion, it will. You know, it, it will. It, and, and you know, the other thing is we're, we're only talking about the undefeated teams. There's, there have been some pretty very potent, you know, other teams. Uh, the one that jumps to mind for most people, myself included, was the Vegas team that lost to Duke yeah. in, in 91, who, who yeah. won it in 90, and, and they were, who were on a roll. And, you know, they, they, they finally lost. But, you know, you're talking about uh, – Anderson Hunt and, and, and Greg Anthony and about you're talking about Larry Johnson. You're talking about Stacey Ogman. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. They could play with anybody, his team historically ever, you know, they, they got, they had a night, they got beat by Duke and Oh, by the way, Duke, gee, who'd they have? They just had Kristen Leitner and, and, and uh, Grant Hill among other things, you know, gee. Okay. By the way, the, the route, the, the other thing that you might have against them, if they do get there uh, and do it, the route in the tournament wasn't that strenuous even in the context of the time, right. they got a good draw. If, if they, if they beat UCLA, they would have, you know, they, they, that, you know, they would have beaten the first, a first four team. Uh, they already beat USC. who weren't great, you know, good, but they weren't Oklahoma great. Oklahoma in the second round, DC, yeah. Creighton, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. So it was a, a pretty damn lucky draw, if you will, you know. Um, 
by the way, Indiana in 76. Now, I know these things aren't going to matter to younger people because it's all, it's like talking to King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. But I want to tell you something. I don't know if a team ever ran a tougher gauntlet or one of the toughest ones ever. They started out, here's their route to the finals in 76, the championship. St. John's, who were pretty good. Alabama, who were very good that yep. year. Yep. Marquette, one year away from winning the whole thing with the same cast, they beat. And UCLA, and then they beat Michigan their own. That was the first year of the, of the you can have two teams from the one conference, at right. a different, and they expanded the tournament. And that was the first time out, and they went up, of all things, playing their, their you know, Michigan in the finals and beat them 86-68. That was a tough road. But that'll be held against – you watch. That'll be held against these guys too. All I know is this. They can score, and they, they can score in every different way you want. Uh, and they're, they're selfless. They move the ball. They really move the ball. And, and Jalen Suggs, who is could be the number one pick, he probably won't be, but – he could be, if he wanted to be a pig and, and look for himself and try to boost his NBA stock, he could, but he doesn't. And uh, if you no, want I always to- believe, Funny you mention that. I always believe that Magic entered the finals in 79, the, the final four, yeah. with an awareness of his NBA, uh, the opinions of the NBA, which that he wasn't much of a, he wasn't a, a shooter yeah. at all. And against Penn, and, 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 you know, ten week, they got there. They were there. They got they got there by, you know, beating Duke. You know, they were pretty good. And they had a couple of pros. Um, and and he, I, I was there. And I, I he wanted to show the world he could score. He made it a point yep. to shoot jump shots more than he had almost all year. And, and, and a lot of guys think that way. They're thinking, I'm on the biggest stage. I got to show what I can do. And, and Jalen Suggs to his credit, has not done that yet, and I don't anticipate that changing. But he is capable of, of if they need him to, to, oh, yeah. to, to take over. Sure if is. he gets in a sticky situation, yep. you know, um, it's it, that capable. I, I'm predicting that, you know, probably would be the Baylor game, you would think, you know, but that, that he can do it and, and would we'll, and we'll do it. The Ryan and Goodman Podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. But- All right, before we go, uh, let's get your picks. We'll, we'll we'll get our picks here for the the, the final four and national champion. I mean, I have to go chalk. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it just doesn't make any other sense. I, I uh, although I think Houston has a very good puncher's chance, and they would against anybody, and they would have one if they happened to beat Baylor. They would have a puncher's chance against. But clearly, I think that uh, uh, you know it's going to be a Baylor um, a one two final, a one one two overall seed final, uh, and and I think Gonzaga. You know, I'm going to go with them, but I wouldn't be. You know, I won't be shocked if they can't, if they lose. I would if they lose to the UCLA, but I would not be shocked if they were to lose to Baylor. But I would go with them. And but I, I, uh, you know, Baylor, Houston could be easily to me beat Baylor. They could. And, they and could. Conference, 
an, an old Southwest Conference matchup. That's right. I have Baylor actually winning the whole thing. I had it okay. preseason, uh, pre-tournament. I'm going to stick with it. But the more I see Gonzaga, the more I'm like, I don't know how how they're going to lose if they play the way, you know, Drew Timmy, again, he was so good against Evan Mobley. I think it would be hard. To what win. about depth? I'm not sold on their depth. If they right, well, they don't play. They, they play five guys for the most part. They, they get tooted, you know, hey, they totally. get tooted out. Yes. You know, fairly or unfairly, right? If they get tooted into trouble, uh, I don't know. I mean, 100%. Watson clearly is okay. I don't know how much deeper they go than, than six that's of quality. They really don't. They really don't, and that's Baylor's advantage. Baylor can go deeper. Their bench is much better. Now, in the NCAA tournament, other than foul trouble, uh, the length of the timeouts is, is so incredibly uh, deep that they're not going to get tired. It's not like they get tired. I mean, these timeouts are so long. So it's really just about foul trouble and making sure you keep those guys on the court. But, um, no, it's been good. It's been good. I mean, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we got this far. And uh, we will talk uh, next week when I'm home. How about that? I will be back. Well, I'll be so much smarter by next week, won't we? (laughs) Listen, all all I know is uh, the residence inn has been great, but I'm, I'm ready to leave, Bob. I can, I'm ready to leave. I can understand. Well, I'm heading to Fenway tomorrow, weather awesome. permitting. And, uh, you know, we'll I talk about that. We'll talk about your yeah, experience at yeah, Fenway so next week. And, uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll recap. Uh, we'll recap the final four. We'll get back into some NBA talk as, uh, as I yeah. really get back into the NBA after sure. a week hiatus here. Now, uh, this is that, this is this center stage in basketball yeah. is what we've been talking about. That's where it belongs. That's where it should be. So no problem. And, and the terrific women's final four too, with with chalk, terrific women's uh, stuff coming up. We, you know, we could we could have done an hour just on the last ten five seconds of UConn and Baylor and the controversy that that covered. Let me just say one good thing about that, Jeff. Whether you think it was a foul or wasn't a foul, I was really gratified that there was so much reaction to it among the male population, yep. testifying that males uh, who care about basketball were watching that 100%. game. And, and obviously in very good numbers yep. and, and I, I'm happy for the women's game because they deserve it. And, and uh, that, I, that was the one good thing, you know, Hey, it was a tough call, but you know, uh, but I'm glad that I'm glad it, it, it was a real, you know, Twitter frenzy. That was good. It was. Okay. All right. There you have it. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure you come back next week and we will, uh, we'll be back at it from, uh, uh, from my home and Bob. So uh, again, care. Ryan and Goodman podcast. We'll see you next week.